to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast this is your weekly rhetorical assault of the news cycle of people that make it and occasionally ourselves i'm camille foster i do various things at freethink and today i'm doing things in the in the comedy cellar this is fun no it's not what it's called it's not it says it right it's there the, it is as it's as part of the constellation of yeah. okay it's the village clubs. underground yeah. but it's also part of the comedy cellar yeah. thing okay. it's on the wall Behind me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah, yeah. You, know so, you, can, you can move on now. I'm Camille. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting next to Matt Welch, who's trying to wha- white-splain things to me. He works at Reason Magazine. Uh, Michael Moynihan. Did a great Vice, job, too, by the way. Vice News is also here. There's some he's wisdom wrong. in that whiteness. Yeah, he was from wrong. Matt. He was wrong. Um, well, it is wonderful to be with you three gentlemen yeah. back in New York City. Yeah. Uh, wonderful to be joined by this stellar, stellar crowd, who I can't, I can't, mostly can't see because of the lights. Uh, but I imagine most of you are unattractive. Some yes. Of you, some of you are a little better yes. than others. We can talk about that later. Man, woman. <laughs> we have a type. place in between. Doesn't really matter. And it's you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. You pay money to come see us <laughs> yeah. participate. Some of you even bought one of these snazzy hats, which being sold for $40, which I think is That's, actually a very fair price. I don't know. I do. I personally really? think so. It took yeah. six years to do merch and you're selling yeah, $40 yeah, yeah. hats. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky it's not. And we do this thing where we look at what Andrew Schultz sells things for and then think that we have the same amount of people in yeah. like the same reach. We're like, yeah, I know his is 45. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but we do a podcast. Yeah. It's a little different than what Schultz does. But yeah. well, thank you for buying them and thank you for coming. Yes. Who, who came? We did this last time we were here and it always elicits um, interesting answers, sometimes lies. Who suspects they came the furthest tonight? This mm. man right there who okay. looks like Kenny Rogers. Who's dead, by the way? Yeah, so love the chicken, then. Austin, 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 Texas. Austin, Texas. Can we beat Austin? I know there's we someone had a who came sweet from last California. Time. We got Long Beach in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Unbelievable. Paris, France. Oh wow! Wow! Shit at June comes to fucking wow. burn it down. What? All right. <laughs> okay. well, we're glad wow. you're here. Good. Thank you. Thank you for coming. He's weird. Keep him away. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. That's he's a long French. Way. He's French. It's a long Matt married a French lady. Is Matt's French he's wife here? She is. Yeah. She should be here. She should be. Here. Yeah. A lot of friends here. Um, thank you again, all of you, for uh, for coming out to support us. Um, I don't. I don't know if we've got much work to do before we do. I work. just want to know who's excited about getting COVID because yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's his, very likely That's to be a what super I like to hear. Event. <laughs> Apparently, COVID is peaking again in New York City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's uh, some uh, uh, of you here. In fact, you can uh, uh, distinguish yourself by clapping when I uh, mention what this was. Uh, like in March 9th, 2020, I think it oh, was. Oh yes. Mm. Uh, we had a, a yes. happy hour in New York. Who was here for that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the week that the world caught COVID, especially yes. in New York City. There was a. Uh, <laughs> Birds aren't real, sir. Um, uh, uh, so uh, we we're, we presume that we all gave each other COVID, although no one yeah, tested yeah. positive at the time. So yeah. it just kind of puts a nice I little button on it now. Tested positive for a few things that night. <laughs> well, that next day, yeah, we all got COVID. Like literally. No, it's actually true. In in the next. Oh no, because I got COVID from Ross Douthit, didn't I? Because we that's we also we taped with him that day. Remember? Know, he lies though. That, yeah. that was not very Christian day. of him. Same to day lie we about we, we tape with Ross douchebag, and then yeah. we uh, go to a uh, Soho forum like thing with Nick Gillespie. I was standing next to Nick. 
caught COVID that day, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Is that true? You uh, gave Nick Gillespie COVID? Uh, he gave it to me. Uh, but I didn't... Okay. didn't ca- and then we went to the happy hour afterwards with yeah. all you degenerates and people just licking each other's a faces. Lot of it was disgusting. It's really, really a lot of close Super talkers. disgusting. Yeah, so I think we're just putting a nice exclamation point on uh, COVID yeah. here tonight. So the sec- third, fifth wave, yeah. Well, I've yeah. definitely had COVID at least twice, mm-hmm. as have most of the people in my household. I don't know if you can catch it a third time, but if you can, we will Try. definitely do it tonight. We'll definitely do it tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Um, good, great. Well, we have, I, actually, again, there's not really much of a plan, but we do have yeah, we do. some exciting things happening. Uh, we have a couple of guests who might be joining us. One who may well, be joining us. Well, we have one that we, we know is joining here. us. Very reliable. He's yes. here and we're very excited. And The other one I did talk to outside and he was like, wait, am I coming to this? And I was like, I don't know, do you want to? I would recommend against it. So I'm actually actively telling guests not to come, but uh, there'll be a second one, you know, maybe coming in later in the, later yeah. in the show. Yeah, good. So. Um, well, I don't know what your expectations are for the evening, what <laughs> topics you expect us to discuss. <laughs> There's certainly like news cycle stuff that we could do. We also have some, some kind of prepared material, but not really. Um, but if there are, if you do feel moved by the Spirit during the course the Holy of, this, of this program, I do ask that you, I mean, you can shout something out, but it, it better be interesting or funny. And if yeah. it's not... We're going to throw you out of here. UFO yeah, hearings, yeah, definitely. Right. We yeah. should yeah. certainly talk about that. Weirdly, that was Matter the first of urgent one. Importance. Weirdly, the UFO people are yelling out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Why, why did you do that? Come we'll here. get into it. It's fine. <laughs> because we want to get to the important matters. Okay. It's, you know, and we can talk about important. Taylor Lorenz, who I believe is the most important news story in America today. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor also in the room tonight? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Not true. She's monitoring the room for hate yeah, speech. <laughs> She's going to find a lot. She's it right now. She's under here with like a tape recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting it to Clubhouse. Um, yeah, it's funny because she wrote an article today yeah. that was some mm. sort of victory lap about getting the uh, jazz hands lady fired. Um, <laughs> or no, it wasn't that. It was mad that, that, that uh, people on the right apparently got her fired. But the reason that I can't really discuss it is that I don't subscribe to the Washington Post, and I will <laughs> not. And um, it's like my only principled stand. I don't have no principles whatsoever, but I was like, fuck these people. And uh, But I can't get the article, so I can't couldn't actually talk about it tonight. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that Moynihan could do a dramatic reading. No, no, I don't, because I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't do it in her voice or anything. It's, I imagine it's quite squeaky and shrill. <laughs> but I looked, I, but so what I could do, the best thing I saw today, this is actually true, I looked up her Wikipedia, because I've met her a few times, I don't know much about her. Um, so I looked up her Wikipedia, and the first thing says your birthday. And it says, and, and people who have a phone, you can maybe check this, this is right, I'm, this is from memory. It said from like 1984 to 86, and then the next one it said maybe 1978. (laughs) That's like a big difference. (laughs) And like she could go in and correct that, but she's like the youth columnist for the Washington Post who's like in her 50s. (laughs) I mean, I don't expect her to get it right. So, so but that happened. I don't know what she said, but I mean, I, I have things I here. See. If you want, if you want to take a look, the first just to mean the, the first time ever a bit of a doozy. Public, the headline, the, the subhead thing, where yeah. I put my glasses. Hey, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to read you the headline. Oh, that's because I, that I did see. How do I not? Asshole. Good God. This is Welch impersonation. Go, I can't. This is I start not being able to function technology. There, there you go. All right, um, how the Biden administration let right-wing attacks derail its disinformation efforts. Subhead. A, quote, pause of the Department of Homeland Security's newly created board comes after its head, Nita Jankowitz, 
was the victim, this is literally like every second word out of Taylor Lorenz's mouth is word victim, was the victim of coordinated online attacks as the administration struggled to respond. So that, that was the uh, piece that we were talking about this morning on the text thing. There was, uh, uh, but I didn't uh, read it. There was <laughs> some of the same people who uh, gave each other COVID in March of 2020 in New York were obviously uh, pre-gaming at a kosher restaurant around the corner. Do I have that correct? And Is that true? Yeah, it is true. Uh, <laughs> it's like I mean, the official it's... podcast of the IDF. <laughs> <laughs> so odd. I mean, when I say a lot of Jews, that's a very, I'm a very philo-Semitic guy, so it's not, not a criticism. And uh, we're those doing a little a bit, a bit of a Twitter back and forth, and, uh, and somebody, I don't know if it was uh, someone who's going to be here, uh, was it you? Okay. Uh, said, they're going to show up Jankowitzed, which I thought, that's, that's yeah. great. Let's make that into a... Don't, bird. because she's going to be forgotten about by tomorrow. <laughs> that's true. So. Yeah. Probably appropriate. So, but we have a guest, though. Yeah. We do have a guest this evening, uh, Mr. Michael Rappaport. He's hanging out in the, the back. The great Michael Rappaport. Remarkable talent. Mr. Love that. New York. Join us here at the front, if you will. Michael, come on up. I, it's make his circuitous route. Well, you can sit over here. That's good. I suppose. I listened to Michael's uh, podcast on the drive here today, and man, it was fucking hilarious. So if you haven't <laughs> listened to it. Um, oh, no. I'm, oh. Oh, okay. I was trying to think. It was What's like, good? you have like a scumbag jerk off of the week or something <laughs> sick fuck of the week sick fuck of the week we have something called uh, some idiot wrote this and I like sick fuck of the week much better so. he was yeah, the right. sick fuck of the week who was the sick fuck of this week do we have it yet or is it the end of the week the sick fuck of the week was actually a sick fuck of the week alumni <laughs> oh. oh, this is a doctor who was jizzing all the, over the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. doctor Dr. Klein the fertility doctor who was nominated the sick fuck of the week a few years ago <laughs> yeah made it to the big time and got his very own Netflix documentary. Yes. And I felt like a proud papa. Like, I spotted you. I yeah. knew you had no, talent back then. Was, this but is, I, this I, is I, our father? Is that the yes, name? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But I was very proud of that because we were on that guy uh, from day one. And then to see him, you know, go... <laughs> And do great things yes. and get a documentary yeah. on Netflix really just made me, you know, it tickled my heart. I don't know if I'll ever be able to achieve that again with the sick fucks of the week. In the, in the uh, we were talking about our large uh, Hasidic contingent over here, I think we're talking about. But there is a Jewish point of this in which when you introduced that, you made sure that your dear listeners knew the spelling of the name Klein, that it, he was not, in fact, Jewish. Yes. <laughs> you did not want to take credit for I that. Did not want not picked, I didn't want yeah. him associated with my people. That sounds but like some real <laughs> Irish shit, by the way, and I don't know how yeah, it was. No, but yeah, because he, he was very, he's very, um, his, his whole... His whole philosophy was um, very Catholic and Psalms and yeah. Psalm 119 and, you know, furthering his seed. And, and I, so I'm saying, like, <laughs> is that how you do it? Well, that's what, he, that's what Dr. Klein with a C uh, was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't the K-L-E-I. No, no, he's a good doctor. Yeah, no, he's from Indianapolis and he had, you know, white hair and blue eyes. We don't make yeah. Jews like that, so. No. <laughs> I don't know if there are Jews in Indianapolis either, but. I, I don't know if I want to. Steel man, it steel man might not be quite the right word, but I mean, we should talk about like what he did and the degree to which he perhaps delivered some value. I imagine (laughs) that most of the moms involved in those transactions still love their kids a lot, yeah, and a lot of those kids are probably pretty successful. I would it's the fathers that have the twist. problem. Yeah. 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 yeah, I could see the moms. See all that. the moms. It's yeah. the fathers that were like, "No wonder I never connected with this little fucker." <laughs> <here, you know? laughs> They're the ones 
figuring it all yeah, out. Yeah, but glass half full is what I'm glass saying. Glass half full. Glass, yeah. But none, nonetheless, there's 93 people, and the majority of them are, wi- are women in Indianapolis that are suffering from serious daddy issues right now yeah, yeah. Yeah. in Indianapolis. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's got yeah. 93. He, he's got ni- allegedly, no, right now he has 93 as of the um, very, very um, compelling Netflix documentary, Our Father. 93 kids. Jeez. I watch that, yeah. Well, I would not it's not uh, even Jamaican. like my kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Jamaican, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he's got a, well, he's not really in their lives. Yeah, it's very Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. But they know, they know who he is, too, so. Uh, well, I mean, look, we, we're talking a little bit about this film. Do we, where do we say this was? Cincinnati or something? Indianapolis. 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 I was going listening? for a transition there, but I didn't know not, It doesn't matter. Work, yeah. But I want to talk about New York for a little bit. Um, and Michael, you are a very, very hardworking actor, um, podcaster, television host, even sitting in for Wendy Williams. Yes. This, this week, year. right? This week, yeah. Yeah. With Very all the fun. housewives? Love it. Oh, my so you, God. I mean, you've been working, working like all throughout <laughs> the pandemic. Were you on sets during COVID? I was on, well, I mean, initially, you know, 2020, whenever that March 13th, for me, the, the COVID really started when that, um, that basketball game, I believe it was Golden State versus Oklahoma City. I think that's who it was. It was Utah. That's versus, how you mark time. Yeah. yeah that, that's to me was when it became really official. But no, I mean, for a while, things were, there wasn't, there was no sets. I, I started working again about a year after mm-hmm. the first year and it was, you know, hard uh, uh, restrictions and, you know, testing and masks and all this sort of thing. So it was about a, a year a year into it that, that I started working. Other people, you know, were definitely earlier than I did. And you were in the city the entire time? I was in Los Angeles in the beginning of it. I was okay. in Los Angeles uh, uh, when it started through, through, a, through a lot of it, to be honest, yeah. So I, I abandoned the city in March. I came back just to get my house ready to sell so that I could literally abandon the city completely and I moved my family elsewhere. But, but you three guys are still kind of, sort of here, Moynihan. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm here most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I got here today. I mean, how, how do you gentlemen feel now? I mean, given where things I'm are. I'm just terrified because I watch Michael Rappaport videos of, like, super yeah. criminals breaking into CVS stores and shit. You're just, like, Upper East Side. Upper East Side, where, you know, the Upper, the upper Beast Side. That's what we call it now. That they're... <laughs> <laughs> Do you just like have video cameras out of every window where you live, like looking for criminals? So what you, are you doing? You shot like a video of somebody in like a Walgreens or something? Uh, 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 Rite Aid. It was right. a Rite Aid. Now, now defunct. That, that Rite Aid is defunct. <laughs> Wait, so it, like when was this video yeah. shot? Just to give a sense of the timeline. Here. So the video was, God, be, it got to probably be like maybe um, September or October. It was September, October, maybe no, no, November, or late October of... 2020, uh, 2021, um, and um, uh, somebody was in there just, you know, casually just taking everything, and, and I had, you start, I started to hear about that and, and, and see videos of it, but I, when I walked into the, the Rite Aid and, like, I made eye contact with the guy, and I was like... Was he like, holy fuck, it's Michael Rappaport? No. <laughs> As he's putting Magnum condoms into a bag. Not only was he... Yeah. And that was man he, was me. Was, was, he, was he not holy fuck Michael Rappaport? He was not, like, you know, normally when you catch somebody doing something, like a kid with their hands in the cookie jar, he wasn't... There was no shame. There was no yeah, hesitation. No, he was like, it. it was like, yeah. what's up? You know, how you doing? I'm doing my thing. Yeah. You know, maybe you're here to get your prescription. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing this. And then I doubled back because I was like, yo, this is like, because he was just stacking his bag. And I was like, maybe he's, maybe I'm 
reading this wrong. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he works there. And I went back and we made eye contact again and he was just packing his bag, packing his bag. And I just we started videotaping because I was so, the casualness uh, uh, the laissez-faire, if, yes. I, if I may, for the for the person who came in from from France, because <laughs> otherwise he was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need a, some sort of translation. Yeah, yeah. But that's that did, and yeah. and you know, I and you know, for me, like social media, that video or 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 rants that I've done, you you never know. I never know. I just put shit up, you know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that just. And it just went on and on and on and on and on, and people were, and I and it was, I had gotten so many calls from every news channel, every news outlet, you know, Fox, Sean Hannity, this one, the Alex Jones, all the fucking, <laughs> all the heavy hitters, uh, asking me to come on there. And, all the greats, uh, yeah, all the greats, <laughs> to to come on and 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 tell my experience of what I saw, and they, I I know they wanted, you know, to. Get me on there and talk about the democratic cities and all that shit. But nonetheless, it was a it was just a bugged out thing to see because I'd never seen that before. I've seen some wild shit. I've seen violent crimes, but it was just so casual uh, that it, it just it was a trip. And then, like I said, I, I'd never. You can't predict how the internet is going to respond to things, but that just took off. Can we have a a show of applause of people who are not from New York here? All right. So. Camille, Camille, you should be clapping. I'm getting excited about it. Camille needs to be clapping. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult. But um, you know, people uh, who you know, relatives from far away are like, "Wow, New York's getting a little bit rough, right? Like the subway's gotten rough." What is what is your impression of what has happened to New York? It's um, always been rough. Yeah, the I've subway, heard. you know, has always been rough. The, the, you know, I, I feel like there's, I don't know the st- the stats, but. I mean, the subway, you know, since I was a kid, you know, I, I'm, I've been on the subway since I was nine, ten years old, and that was like 1979, 1980. It's always been be careful, watch your head. The 80s were fucked up on the subway, Bernard yeah. Getz and all that shit. The 90s were really wild on the subway. The subway has always been terrible, uh, whether or not, this, <laughs> you know, in terms of the violence, you know, but, but it's also, you know, it's not like... The way it seems, you know, you, you, you know, when I wasn't here during the pandemic and I would see videos and hear things, even I would call my friends, yo, is it is it as bad? You know, yeah. is the Upper West Side as bad? And and it just, you, you know, like it sounds like it's turning into like, you know, um, you know, uh, this, this, you know, end of the world situation. It's not. But there's always been, you know, terrible situations, you know, it's like, uh, you know, pushing women on the train and Bernard gets and, you know. Endless, num- numerous, faceless robberies and people getting slashed and mugged and God knows what else. Um, you know, it's just more. Everything gets is being more is being talked about more now. And there's obviously there's so much more video which changes the ballgame. But also you see the violence. But it also sounds like you maybe have a, a different sort of baseline because you've been a New Yorker for so long. Like I, I lived here for almost ten years. And during that 10 years, this is, you know, a, a land of prosperity, like Bed-Stuy is changing. And I went and I'm hanging out over at San Regina. And that was fine until like some kid gets shot at three o'clock in the afternoon in front of the library. Yeah. The kid goes to story time. Like there was there was a genuine shift. I can remember the summer of 2020 when I was here doing some like renovation stuff on the house before I sold it. It, it, it felt kind of lawless 
It, it, it did for you. It felt lawless in, in, in yeah. Bed-Stuy. And have, having been in the city for a yeah. while, and not just Bed-Stuy. I can remember, I, I, actually, I'm not going to tell that story because it involves like a motorcycle gang on mini bikes, like following me around. And it's like, I should be able to take those guys, but you never know if they're holding. He's just going to give you a taste of the story that's not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe later, it's individually, it's fine. There's no cap. Yeah, no, I go, when I go to Bed-Stuy, which I do all the time, and I was there today, I always forget that I have the Citizen app. Do you know that app oh. that like, is designed to like, make white people terrified? It's like, <laughs> and they get these alerts, because like, when I'm not in the it's city, like, the alerts are like... don't experience fear. That's what that is. I mean... Yeah, it's true. That's it's a fact. That's what Science. you said. Uh, Unless those minibags get real close. (laughs) But no, it doesn't go off where I am the other half of the week unless it's like, you know, fucking cat in a tree or something. And uh, then the second I park my car, it's like the shot detector. You know, the the, the shot shot detector is a shot shot spotter, yeah. Yeah. But it's like direct, it's like right into the app. Yeah. And it's like right there. And then the police converge. It just makes you feel like everything. Because you're getting indications that something a block away that you otherwise would not have known of. Yeah. Unless you went to the bodega to get something, you wouldn't have known of it. Yeah. Now I'm like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go over there. I I think those things in the video and the apps, it, it, I, I don't know. I guess there's pros and cons to it. But I mean, shit. New York City's been violent, you know, and Brooklyn, you're talking specifically Brooklyn, is it's violent. I mean, it's been violent. It's better than it is now and whatever, the gentrification, da, 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 da. But, I mean, you name these, these, these you know, my, my son, you know, had an apartment in... Um, in um, um, a son with an apartment? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, well, he's school, you know, like five roommates. Um, but, you know, he had an apartment in Bed-Stuy and, you know, like... I went to his apartment and it's it's just totally it's changed it's yeah. it's it's changed and uh, you know you got you know white people in in East New York and Brownsville and that was just it's it's changed so there's goods and bad but it's always been violent there's always been fucked up shit and incidents and shootings and stabbings and you know for as long as you know hip hop uh, you know they talked about it in the message you know push that girl on the train you know so her arm back blah 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 I mean it's just it's endless and it's always gonna be that way in New York there's always gonna be shit. Just have to keep going forward, I think. I did want to talk a little bit about hip-hop because you are a, a kind of renowned hip-hop aficionado. And I, I'm sure we all saw like the Super Bowl where uh, you had Dre and Snoop and Eminem and 50 Cent like all performing these songs that they made famous. But, I mean, I started to... Uh, well, actually, the other day I was walking through, uh, walking through the Target and I saw Ice-T on a Cheerios box. <laughs> and... And as I'm, I'm looking look at, at that, I'm so thinking good. about the Super Bowl situation. I'm, I just start to like think about their ages. And Ice T, 64, Dr. Dre, 57, Jay Z, 52, Snoop Dogg, 50, Eminem, 49 years old. Now, look, I'm, I'm. Oh, there it is. I'll be 42 this year, so um, you know, no shade. It is what it is. I'm aging gracefully. You can't really tell. The hair dye is working exceptionally well, but, but it is like one of those things where you know when you're marking time by watching these. These badman, that's my, my patois, badman, um, like become older and perhaps a little less terrifying. I don't know, there's something perhaps. a bit odd about it. <laughs> I'm looking some at of it them, right now. Some of them are a little more frightening than others. Ice-T is not frightening. Ice-T no. is a police officer. I want to ask him for directions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can walk my wife to the subway. I trust him now. I mean, it's not like I see from the cover but of the Power But it wasn't always album. that way. I mean, yeah. last thing I sweat is a sucker punk cop and the man behind Cop Killer. Cop Killer. And now yeah. he, was, he was trying to figure out how to kill cops. And now it, Pour Your Heart 
uh, with Coach Ice T. <laughs> this is where we've ended up as a culture. And he appears to be wearing some sort of tracksuit and uh, has a pendant around his neck, which is a whistle because he's the coach for Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's exactly where I thought we'd end up. Also discovered that Sotheby's auctioned off his African medallion that he wore on the on cover, cover yeah. of the Power album. And uh, yeah. if, if you know this album, maybe you don't. It's an album where you've got kind of a front and a back. Oh, so exciting. Um, and, and on the front on the front is like Ice-T, his DJ, and this woman in a bikini holding a shotgun as yeah. a, like a cane. And when it flips around, you can see the back. And it's a mm-hmm. thong bikini. It's very sexy. And mm-hmm. I, this is like the first gangster rap album I ever got my hands on. And you know, some, of the, some of the music that these artists have made endures, and you can still listen to it. Some of it hasn't aged quite so well. But... Looking at that just got me to think about like hip hop and how I relate to it now, especially like thinking about new artists and stuff. And Mike, I wonder what you like are listening to now, what you find interesting, if you find your tastes have changed. Um, you know, as far as hip hop is concerned, you know, like I always go back to 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 the golden era. I go back to the I always go back to the golden era, eighties, nineties. You know, uh, um, that that stuff is like, you know, it's like doo-wop. Uh, it, it's mm. like Motown. You know, it's it aged perfectly. It still mm-hmm. sounds yeah. good. It still sounds honest. The beats are still banging. Um, the messages are under dope beats. Uh, there's party records. There's there's gangster records. There's you know there's 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 raunchy shit. And and but just the quality of the music is is, is just you know it, it's it's aged very well. For the most part, um, you know, I don't listen to. I try, I try. I, um, you know, like the Kendrick Lamar album, like last week it came out, and everybody, uh, and I have nothing but respect for him. Oh and, man, Mike, you gonna make me sad. Why? Why? No, but, but no, because I have nothing but respect for the 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 message and the poetic um, quality of his music, and and just the strong. You know, you could feel how um, how much he cares about every word that he's saying. He's very conscious. And in, in, in terms of what he's saying and how he's saying it. But for me, like that last record, you can't listen to that record when you're playing ball. You can't listen to that record that's when true. you're getting ready to go to a, a club. You can't listen to that true. record when you're chilling. Like that's like for like if you're ready to rob a bank or <laughs> that's not It's definitely and, a bank robbery. And, and and for me <laughs> It's a demanding album. Demanding album. It requires it's, something. It's yeah. not yeah. It's, safe it's, cracker. It's very required. But you know, <laughs> like when I message you know, and I don't have a problem with messages in hip hop, but you know, you listen to groups like, you know, K R S one and even Tupac with heavy messages. Um, you know, even I you know, Ice Cube or Tribe Called Quest, yeah. De La Soul, X Clan their messages were under dope beats. So I think that's why, you know, for me, I need, like, you could talk about whatever kind of heavy shit you want, but I need it under dope beats. Yeah. I can't just have you, you know, pouring, like, it's too much, like, you know, poetry shit. But all, all that being said. <laughs> Snap, too, but Yeah, but, but I have nothing but respect for him, and I think it's important. And also, I'm 52, so, but for younger people who are, I think he, he, he really balances out uh, uh, the scale, and hopefully younger people, uh, um, you know, kids are listening to it because there's so much dog shit in hip hop now that I think yeah. it's important to have that, and hopefully they'll continue to, to listen to it and, and walk away with something from it. Because I walked away from a lot w- from hip hop when I was a teenager, a lot. Um, uh, even some of it I didn't catch till I was older. Uh, let's bring this to for those people who don't 
aren't very interested in hip hop. Uh, by the way, Michael did an incredible uh, film on Trap Call Quest. It was called Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Yeah, yeah. Great mm. documentary. Very good. Love it. My fellow funky diabetic. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, rest in peace, uh, Fife. There, uh, interesting thing to me is I first, when I, I ran into uh, Fab Five Freddy at this film premiere, and I, I was like, I'm trying to buttonhole this guy. And so I finally do, and I'm like, look, here's the thing. And I had just made the film we were watching. He's like, I have foreign policy. And he wants to talk about foreign policy. I'm like, no, 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 nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like, can we talk about early hip hop? And I said, look, you go back to those records, and there are street parties in the Bronx where they're playing craft work records. Right. Literally playing the first side of Trans Europe Express. Right. And then making just Trans Europe Express into it. Like, and you, ha- and you have uh, Grandmaster Flash there, like, man, all those European records were hugely influential to us. And then I look at all this kind of conversation about cultural appropriation. Mm. And there's nothing more perfect that culture is always borrowing from one another than the early days of hip hop. 100%. Where there's so much electronic music, a lot of it coming out of Germany. That's a good point. And he was like, yeah, no, that's stupid. And and then I had the worst interview, the worst interview I've ever done. Um, I don't have a lot of really bad ones, but one that was really bad, (laughs) um, which was the two surviving Beastie Boys. Uh, Mike Diamond was great. Super nice guy. You can do the math on the other (laughs) (laughs) remaining. Um, Well, first of all, I I get it because I hit him in the face with a chopstick by mistake. Okay. During the interview. You show my ad rock. Yeah. So do you take responsibility for the being a shitty interview? No. You don't? No. (laughs) Everybody loves ad rock. The king ad rock, that is his name. He knows a fly spot where he got the champagne. What the fuck, man? What did you do to ad rock? (laughs) Well, first of all, I was like, look, I don't know who you are. (laughs) But apparently you're a beastie. I don't know what that is. Um, no, he's like notoriously kind of difficult in interviews. And I had watched, and it was, the guy who set it up was a friend of his, and was like, he told me this the last moment. I'm like walking into the place, and it was at the King's Theater, because they were shooting that thing with Spike Jones. And I said, you know, he's kind of prickly. And um, I decided at one point, there is footage, it's not, I'll post it on this Substack, Which means you have to... Fucking subscribe for this hot footage. Number one of Adrock getting hit in the face with a chopstick by me. <laughs> I didn't throw it at him. It was holding up the thing and it just went on his face. Um, that's the first thing. And the second thing, I was like, you don't really want to be here, do you? And he was like, not really. And I was like, okay, fine. I just want to establish that. And then I was like, I'm on a fucking suicide mission at this point. This is not going to work and nothing's going to happen. So I was like... Let's talk a little bit about that cultural appropriation shit. Uh-huh. And it was just like, <laughs> literally, the faces, all the color flushed out. And it was the coldest I've ever been in a room right. <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and they didn't want to answer it because, you know. They probably answered it for years, though. But they haven't, though. They, really? they, uh, no, because the difference was, like, you guys are white rappers, etc. It was like you and MC Search and these guys aren't as good, you're white rappers. It wasn't like you are stealing from a culture and you should not be allowed to do that. You shouldn't, I mean, the argument is you should not be allowed to perform that music. But who's, who's making that argument? Everybody. Who? <laughs> I mean, Camille. <laughs> Always. That has, that has Always. never happened. It's true. It's usually <laughs> the opposite. No. And, and perhaps people don't, people don't make Mingo's that, they don't, they don't make that argument. They're not that strident. But they will say things along I the know. lines of you have to pay 
respect and I mean you know, they this totally belong to you. Beastie this Boys isn't your told, culture. Told their whole shit. I mean, and and they were validated by Run DMC in their prime, by LL Cool J in their prime, by yeah, Russell sure. Simmons Everybody. in their Public prime. Enemy. So you know it's like Everybody, you know. So it's like he's probably like, why am I going to answer you this? I was on tour with Run DMC in '82 before you knew what the fuck was going on. You know, that's probably <laughs> part of the the. I'm just saying, I interviewed them and they were dope with me. All three. Wow. God rest wow. the dead. You, you. Like, you walk in, you're like, oh, he was in that Woody Allen movie. I walk <laughs> in, and like, the fuck is this? Like, looks like he has rickets. <laughs> it's not. I'm not bringing people, like, oh, wow. No, they be could be tough. They could be tough on the interviews. Yeah, it's notorious. And it was the ones I watched right before. And it was hilarious because this guy had done it, it was shot in black and white. And, like, he put a lot of effort in and. Ad-Rock just basically said one-word answers the whole time. He's like, yep, nope. Right. And I'm just like, man, I feel for that guy. Right. So, anyways. Did the Kareem answer, right? Say, like, when uh, the, I've been a big fan of the uh, Winning Time uh, documentary. Not documentary, but the, uh, the, the drama, docudrama yeah. thing. Are you, did you enjoy it? I did. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's cracked to me because I'm from Southern California. It's, you're the easy fan. I'm super the easy. <laughs> and also, they say fuck Boston a whole lot, which uh, it gives me very, <laughs> very excited. hits me right Shit, in a special place. Fucking hate crime. Um, right. But, like, I, re- I re- <laughs> we had Lakers season tickets for I that first you. championship year. We had all the great universities in America aren't in Long Beach. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so strange. I've been looking Dude, shark, for that. Tark the shark of uh, Coach yeah. in Long Beach State, man. Sure. Um, uh, but no, uh, the, one of the joys about being a Laker fan is, is watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar get interviewed at the uh, end of a game, and uh, the, the idiot, you know, Keith Erickson or someone would, would say like, uh, "You know, great shot there at the end." And thanks. Like he would answer the question, and like sports reporters are not used to formulating actual questions. And the the uh, the, the the first game that he plays with Magic Johnson, where Magic famously, uh, you know, Kareem makes a game-winning shot. Uh, Magic jumps into his arms and hugs him, and he's this prickly, prickly, very intellectual star who's very aloof. And suddenly, this 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid's jumping on him. Um, and afterwards, they interview him, and he he does the thank you um, and like deadpan, and then says Allah Akbar, and then walks off. <laughs> and that happened. That's how it is. Wait, you what can, year was that? This is 1979. Yeah, it's uh, different. Yeah, no, it was People are like, "What the fuck did he say?" It didn't have the edge. 2002. People were yeah. like, what, <laughs> "What the fuck did he just say?" It's Carlo- a different type of what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. yeah. Carlos Delgado was doing that shit. Uh, no, uh, so uh, uh, but that kind of uh, the prickly answering of of uh, uh, in one word uh, uh, answers to things. I, uh, I'm kind of a fan of it. I think it's pretty great. So Moynihan, you had to comment. No, That's what I I'm mean, saying. It's, it's not. I think it's immature. <laughs> it's immature. It's what it's what like rock stars do when they're like it's what Bob Dylan did in like his first like you know ten interviews, and then you grow up and stop being a prick. But, <laughs> I don't know. Rappaport. <laughs> Just hanging out with them all the time, and you guys. Yes, are cool. yes. But you're like in that world. No, just, yeah, no, I, I know, I know what yeah. you. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. You know, this is gonna take us. I don't want to go down a path. Yeah, do it. Yeah, but I have totally a list. Yeah. I have a list of of possible <laughs> uh, NBA players that are undiagnosed a- autistic. Wow. Okay. Yep. This is the path that we needed. Wow. <laughs> huh. I mean, most of the Besides people in this Kyrie. audience are diagnosed. I think, right? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> Are you but sure you want to do this, Michael? We, we list towards that. It's fine. Super no, powerful. but I, I put Kareem up there. I also put Kawhi oh. Leonard up there. If you look at, if you look at, and, I, and I'm being no belittling to anything, um, you know, any, anybody with autism, I have nothing but, you know, compassion and understanding for it. But if you look at somebody like Kawhi, who 
The way he answers questions is very face value. Very face value. Um, Kawhi Leonard, to me, I, I would bet money specifically on Kawhi and Kareem that there, there's some undiagnosed stuff with them. Maybe it's not autism, but I guarantee you there's undiagnosed stuff with them. I love the fact that Kareem's what, in his late 70s now? Yeah, well, you, you believe that you have diagnosed something that every doctor has missed. <laughs> but Michael Rappaport... Boom. In his <laughs> shit bag of the week right. or whatever it is. I'm not just diagnosing. I'm not just giving the sick fuck of the week. I'm diagnosing. Yeah. No, you're a hero. You're an American Thank hero. Thank you. <laughs> God. I love adjusting this like I'm at the U.S. So what are you trying to do this? Were you running out of basketball players to have beefs with? What's the, I mean. The, yeah. The, Who, me? Yeah. I got enough. I got enough. I got enough. Is there more than we know about? No, no, no. Just, just the Durant one. Okay. Just yeah. the Durant. Just Durant. You guys haven't made up yet? That ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't, that's not happening. I don't think you saw you still go to he posted, yeah. Can you still go to Nets games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the, on the wood, right there. I go early, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first, like, I was at, oh I was at game four of the Celtics series. I was you're the, the first one. one in the fucking arena. So you're actually the problem. You're the reason for the underperformance. A hundred percent. You got to miss That's amazing. I think the Taylor Lorenz would call that harassment. Yeah. It's definitely harassment. Are you, are you optimistic about the Nets prospects? Do you think the situation with uh, Ben Simmons will work out? They have so much talent. They're, they're, they're always lingering with, with possibly doing something. I want to know. Yeah, but I'm know, allowed to know. After. <laughs> Here's the thing. Right, you were like, I'm you in the middle of two guys talking sports at a bar, but then you, there's an audience. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you, put up, you put up on the thing things you might talk about NBA playoffs, and I was like, these motherfuckers don't want to talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah, NBA playoffs. I want to talk about the playoffs. I said it too, so. We're I would love to talk about the playoffs. Fuck these motherfuckers, man. How was the show? I don't know. There was a guy who said, fuck these motherfuckers, and I just left. It was, uh, and then he started diagnosing NBA players. He knows Woody Allen? I don't so know this is the problem. you won't allow me to go someplace. This no. is going somewhere. Nope. Yeah. Because, because Ben Simmons, no. ben, you're not paying attention, you don't have, like, but Ben Simmons wasn't. To get places. You take, you take the route that you know, and that's always a long one. <laughs> <laughs> I want Maybe. the mental ways. Maybe. Well, what I was saying was that Ben Simmons is a guy who would not play basketball. And for most of the year, the conversation was about whether or not Ben Simmons was like suffering from depression or something. He He'd been, said like, he was psyched out. He said but then he, he was. also went and had back surgery later. But it reminded me of uh, Gabby. Was it Gabby Douglas, the gymnast who had the twisties, oh, the twisties who yeah. said she couldn't? No, no, no. The yips. It was a different one. Simone Biles. Simone Biles, yeah. a hero. A hero. Yeah. So the way, we did an hero. episode on Simone when that happened, and um, we were kind of that, drunk. That wasn't our most popular our best one. episode. Because <laughs> in the beginning, like we were drunk when we started, and I was like, she's fucking lying. That's not a real thing. <laughs> in fairness. Because, you know, the problem is not like, I don't, I don't know if it's a real is thing. Is that wrong? But it was the response after this. Everyone was like, oh my God, she's so brave. We also. Like, she didn't compete. <laughs> but we it's also. Brave. brave so you can't fucking, you have the twisties and you do it. We, re brave. we recorded it when it happened, and then like. Oh my Camille God. posted it. Are we supposed to be apologizing for this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I apologize. Did At all. you get backlash for it? Yeah. I mean, you get backlash for everything these days, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty Not much us. everything. Did anybody in here give them backlash online? Probably. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not backing away from that <laughs> at all. I love the aggressive fuck no. <laughs> uh, the guy in the Randy Weaver team. <laughs> 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 It's a deep cut there. Not really. He's dead. R.I.P. Um, 
Anyway, <laughs> but what was I saying? There was something great. Yeah. Oh, the twist. Oh, yeah, we got sidetracked by basketball. Anyway, but Simone, Simone Biles is fine. She's fine. She's fine. She's, She's just fine. She's like fine. four foot nine. Just fine. Yeah. I have a picture of my daughter getting a medal from Simone Biles, and they're the same height. My daughter was eight. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, it's actually like literally. And my daughter was like, "Really? Like, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> she had no idea. And then she said to me the other day, she's like, "Papa, have you seen her boyfriend?" I'm like, "No." And she's like, "He plays in the NFL." <laughs> look at that's an amazing look at that picture. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right, <laughs> well, or not really. Ticking, ticking through the other things. Someone asked about the UFO hearings yesterday, um, earlier when we were getting started. The yeah. UFO hearings were yesterday, asshole. Yeah. Um, so here's the question, though: Did anyone actually watch the hearings at all? That, not even that guy. I see. Is that Coleman Hughes waving? That's Coleman Hughes. Yes, Coleman watched. Yeah. Coleman knows. He has to stand up. Is that Coleman back stuff. there? Yeah, it's Coleman. You, we, you see, yeah, can, can, I, can I give a shout out to who Coleman's with? I got to te- tell a little, not an anecdote. But there, anyone know the British author Douglas Murray? Yeah. 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 Well, he was in a horrible car crash tonight. No, he's here. <laughs> um, uh, Douglas, I just saw Douglas on the way in, um, so don't harass him. And I'm amazed by the fact that he is incredibly muscular, and I told him that. And now I think we're dating. He looks, you go on Joe Rogan, and he's like fucking huge. So thank you guys for coming, and we love you both. And he's got a great new book out, uh, The War on the West, I believe it's called, and I just started it uh, last night. So uh, we'll have you on, Doug, right? Because he lives in New York now. I'm looking over here as if you look. I don't know where he is. <laughs> he, yeah. He's there. It, he, probably, he probably left. But I was asking about the UFOs, and you guys didn't watch the Why? hearing. Why? Why would you watch the hearing when Amber Heard was on the fucking tent? <laughs> Amber, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Amber Heard was on the stand yesterday. Nobody's going to watch that fucking UFO hearing. Amber Heard is up there just going through it Dude, with you Johnny like doing like, let's do minor league baseball, and then this hearing of the house weighs and means... It's like, no. Amber Heard. Or UFOs. Muscles, lots of things. Okay, fine. Amber Heard. Shitting on the bed. That's not that bad. It's right? hard to watch all of it. That's fair. That's what, a reasonable what, response. What, 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 is the, what is this question? Are you shitting on the bed? Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Because it makes me get a, a better sense and have less, uh, um, you know, self hatred and regret for for my dysfunctional relationships. It's totally true. Isn't it? That's yeah. important. It's, it's just bonded me and my ex wife. Actually, we're like we were fucked up, but you never shat the bed. So. <laughs> we don't know if it was her. We don't know. Somebody so, shat in that bed. It was totally her. <laughs> but, there, but there are things. Somebody had a motive. <laughs> But there are and it things wasn't that we the dog. Do know. There are things that we do know that are a little weird. Like, yeah. she's she's been like forcefully dishonest in a number of instances. Been caught in like actual material lies. She's like, in trouble. That's that's not good. That's <laughs> she's in not trouble. Good. No, no, it's not good. It's not good. I mean, she she. I mean, are we really having like a serious conversation? about ever yes. heard? Yeah. But no. <laughs> yes. yes. It's looking like she's going to lose that case. Story in America. She, she's going to lose that case. I think she's going to lose that defamation case. You can't lose a defamation case in America after like <laughs> winning it in England. I mean, that's going to be that's difficult to do. I, see, I think something's going to happen. I, I can't get over how the kids, the Gen Z kids, they're all on Team Depp. Every single it's one of them. It's really strange. I, I haven't the met, Gen Z's here. If you didn't think Depp we could bring this back to the culture war, we yeah. can. Yeah. I haven't yeah, met anyone who's, who's, who's pulling for Amber Heard yet. She's not likable. 
Well, well, wow, yeah. okay. Wow, no, no. That's a little <laughs> no, too strong. Do that. Do that. Yeah. But, but wait, are there, yeah. are there any, any Amber Heard supporters he in the room? He wasn't the greatest guy well, in the world. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> no. There, we go. there they are. Okay. I'll fuck them all, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, I'm not different, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Mo- everyone except for me. I, I have to say that that was the answer that was both pompous and humble. <laughs> not, not me, I'm but different. I am different. huge. I <laughs> say Michael is huge because I, I looked at your IMDb. Man, you started, you were a comic when you were a kid? I mean, you still do comedy now. Yeah, 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 when I was 19. I started as a comic. I wanted to be the next Eddie Murphy. But you had you had a yeah that was <laughs> no that's really what I and then you did the tribe called quest documentary you yeah. see the it's happening mm-hmm. there yeah um, so you started but you were what stepfather owned a comedy club no my my half sisters my half sisters stepfather so she's my half yeah yeah my and my yeah. half sister he he was one of the owners of the improv and and um, when I was. Uh, 13, I used because my half sister lived in Los Angeles uh, with her mother and her stepfather. Uh, I would go, this is a boring story for this event, but I would go to the improv <laughs> and I would, you know, watch comics and stuff like that. But I, at the time, I wanted to be in the NBA, but it was always sort of around me. And then when my hoop dreams turned to hoop nightmares, <laughs> Sorry. I was like, you know, I, I want to do this, I want to do this because I loved, you know, movies and all that shit. And anyway, yeah, that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Knicks. <laughs> You passed by those movies. <laughs> you talked to Woody Allen at all? You know, I saw Woody Allen on the street uh, in the in the fall. I saw I saw Woody Allen on the fall, and I said, "What's up to him?" Yeah, I said, "What's up?" Did to he, him? he knew. He remembered of course, your. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't he, know if he's with it. No, yeah. he was totally, he totally with it, totally with it. But I saw him on the Upper East Side, and uh, you know, I said hello. He was cool. And, he actually asked me about the Kevin Durant thing, just like Kamel did. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, and uh, I mean, you know, Kevin it was Durant is very yeah. <laughs> having a problem, <laughs> right? What happened yeah. with you? Why he's yelling on yeah. Instagram? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that was, but he, you don't, you didn't, t- you didn't talk to him about the fact that his life has been ruined. No, in a <laughs> in kind of a delayed way. It was kind of the Bill Cosby thing. The shit had already been out there for years, and then there was that moment where we were excavating all the previous cases and then relitigating them yes. and destroying people like the Woody Allen one is when I, when I ran into him on uh, Madison in like 67th we didn't get into that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know it was I weird mean, it was a kind of opportunity to like, <laughs> yeah, like you're not going to see him again <laughs> yeah it's, you're walking on the street I'm walking the other way yeah, like yeah. so you know did, I, I, did you do it like right like that. right <laughs> <laughs> I, but 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 you, you know but no so I, I didn't get into it with him. All right. But you, what, what, you were in what was the last? How many did one of his or two? I did two, three of his. I I I, I did um, I did um, um, Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah. I did um, Small Time Crooks, and then I did this uh, Amazon thing with him. Uh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, which which got I think derailed because of 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 all these um, you know things that I didn't talk to him about on sixty seven. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> I mean, Mister Lost Opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> Do you worry, or what? What's your what's your sense since you get into beefs with uh, grown athletes who are six foot ten, um, <laughs> and you've also worked in comedy? 
we're living in a moment where people are punching comedians. So are you worry about that? Do you think that one of these people are going to punch you if you say no, that? I don't think anybody in here. I mean, we're in New York, so I feel very comfortable here. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, when I'm on the road doing very comedy, tough <laughs> <laughs> when, when I'm on the road doing it, I, 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 you know, I'm conscious of it, you know, because of, especially, you know, when, when, when in my act, you know, when I talk about uh, Trump and all that shit. Um, but I've never had any, but I've never had any incidents. You know, I'm conscious of it. I've been conscious of it before the Chris Rock situation, uh, because I know there's crazy people. But fortunately, I've never had, I've, I've never had any, have, have had any incidents or even close incidents, and I would like to keep it that way. Do you have the impression that 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 we're losing the ability to take a joke? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's it's we're losing the ability to take a joke, and 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 even more. Uh, and any comic will tell you this. We're, we're, you can make a joke, and you sometimes you could say something that's off color or something, and you'll see somebody like laugh, and then you know, kind of like pull back their la their laughter because they don't feel like they should be laughing in public, mm -hmm. let alone you know the comedian or the performer saying something in public. And I've seen that, and that, and that to me is is even more bugged out that you like you know pull your laugh back. It's weird. But how do you how do you gauge the problem? Do you think it is a large percentage of the 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 total? and a culture who are actually concerned about this stuff? Or is it a, a small vocal minority that's kind of freaking everybody out? And to the extent that's true, it does seem to me that things are getting better in some ways. Like, I mean, you had Netflix, who's going through some pretty dramatic financial stuff right now, but who issues this statement and sends it around to the staff good. saying, if you don't Netflix like today, the content right? you're working on, no, this was earlier, but- Yeah, good. But, but good. Yeah, if and you don't if like the content that we're doing, good. Get the fight. fuck You're, out. You know, don't, if it's leave. so bad and so painful, leave. Yeah. You know, and the 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 Twitter people, which I know you guys talk about, and I feel the same way. Like, you know, Dave Chappelle. What is it? Five specials he did on Netflix. Yeah. You were supposed to cancel him at the first one. Why are you still watching? That like, are you a glutton for punishment? Why do yeah. you continue? Were you supposed to cancel your subscription four specials ago? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nobody cancels subscriptions that they don't have or ever moves to Canada when there is supposed to be. Never. Bush comes in and, like, there's a little, like, democratic enclave over the border. Never. It just never, it never happens. But, you know, the thing with this stuff is, you know, I look back and I try to figure out um, when this stopped. And, you know, Nick... Uh, Gillespie uh, and I were, were talking about it, and we talked about this in the past. There's a, a Rickles record called Hey Dummy. Great. It's 68 of the Sands. F fucking amazing Rickles record. It is so unbelievably offensive. But with Rickles, you know, so much of it is like incoherent. Like, you know, like the jokes are, don't even make a ton of sense. But you know that they're bad. <laughs> and the last or second to last track, uh, Rick Rickles takes the room down and explains the purpose of these jokes. On the record, you can uh -huh. cut that from the record. And he's like, you know, yeah, I'm a Jew. You're Italian, and you're you're colored, and they do and like. But we're all getting along. These right. are jokes, people, and you know, people are like, yeah, whatever. We're here at a Rickles thing, and then you see up until Joan Rivers, one of the greatest comics of her generation, died, and did was doing shit. She they asked her to apologize for a joke that she did on the E Fashion Police. <laughs> Which, incidentally, you think like, oh, what a bad way to end your career. It was fucking hilarious. It was like, she's, because she's the meanest person alive. And there was a, there was a uh, video of Heidi Klum, statuesque German model, the plunging dress and everything's kind of falling out of it. And they're asked to comment on it. And um, 
Joan Rivers, whose name is like Heidi Berkowitz or something. Right. I mean, she's, her entire family died in the Holocaust with a few exceptions. And she says, and they, 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 uh, the crowd, are they, are they leaving? The ones over there? It's fine. Did we put them in a section? Is that not <laughs> over there? That's horribly anti-Semitic. That's not allowed. It's not what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but she's here, and, and she says, Oh my God, the last time I saw a German that hot, he was putting my uncle in an oven. Sheets. Oh, wow. Great joke. It's a great joke. Wow. It's a great joke. That's fucking funny. That's a That's fucking strong. funny joke. Man. I'll tell you what, this is not, this is, I mean, she was the one who also did bits by saying, like, what the fuck does Anne Frank get all this attention for? She wrote one book. <laughs> five. Five books. I mean, this is a woman who fucking killed. <laughs> and she, the last bit in that documentary, but if you haven't seen it, yeah. which is someone screaming at her in Wisconsin. Yes. You remember this? Yes. And somebody says, like, I have a daughter who has, uh, whatever, autism. I'm trying to relate to you guys. Um, <laughs> and, and she's like, oh, fuck you. And goes after her. And just tears her to shreds and explains the reason you're at a comedy show, which you increasingly have to do. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I don't know where it's what the percentage is, how it's gotten to this place. You know, we all there's something with social media, um, you, you know. And I think now younger people is it Gen Z like 19, 18, 17? What are they? Is that Gen Z? I think I so. I don't, it's hard. To what are these 21, 22, yeah. 23 year olds? What are they? They're under millennials. I think under millennials. Yeah, yeah. They haven't even gotten a name yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, these these motherfuckers are on some bullshit. You know. And, <laughs> They're on some bullshit, and and uh, <laughs> you know, and and but you know, as far as a comedy show, I mean, these walls, these walls that we're in here, I mean, it's a comedy show, and and you know, it, it, you gotta, it's a comedy show. If you go to a comedy show to be offended, you shouldn't be there. And also, there's so much like you know the Joan Rivers thing and culture. Like if you go to a, a, an all black comedy show, they're gonna say shit that if you literally said in a, in, a, in this form, you'd be fucking crucified like you know if you go to like you know a latino like a like a george lopez show like in the hood it's gonna be so it's just a bunch of bullshit to me and it's a bunch of uh uh double standards and hypocritical hypocritical shit you just as far as being a comic i think you just have to lean into your shit do the best you can and let that let the chips fall where they may i think people in general know the difference between being mean-spirited over-the-top gratuitous and a joke i think that uh, uh people know the difference uh, between that I talked about on the, was it on the regular one? When I, I, I mentioned something tonight. The, uh, Shane Gillis uh, did a podcast with Louis C.K. And Shane Gillis is the one who was hired by SNL and then unceremoniously fired within a matter of two days because people do that offense archaeology and find jokes. Mm -hmm. And it was a joke that people didn't understand either. I mean, Camille, you, I remember the time you're like, that's not the joke. It's not a racist joke. It's a oh. joke about racism towards Asian people. So he gets fired. Wait, you're telling me that Camille didn't detect racism in something that people <laughs> thought was racist? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Just trying to. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, he was, I think you were at the George Wallace Institute at the time. <laughs> yeah. For comedies, for comedy stylings. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's just set aside the fact that I'm right about it. There is actually a very funny comic <laughs> named George Wallace who's black, so, uh, who's great, it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, no, that thing, and he did a podcast with Louis C.K. that is amazing, you have to listen to it. It's, it's well, I think, three episodes, maybe four, four episodes, where they talk about, with varying degrees of accuracy, 
every president of the United States. It's just Louis, and, and they just, they're sitting there talking, and some of it's great, and some of it's, but it's always funny. And these are two guys that were effectively canceled, uh-huh. quote unquote. Um, but of course, people say that doesn't exist because they've managed to come back. They don't have a corporate backer behind them. Louis does a show over here at the Madison Square Garden, and he fucking rents it, people. He does it on his own, and he shows that he releases his specials on his own. And if you go to the HBO app, company that I, kn- I couldn't talk about mm-hmm. at the time because I was working for them, they did the Stalinist thing, vanishing it all. Yeah, that's You're not even allowed up. to see it. The show, the Louis, the Louis show is gone. Yeah, can't see it. Yeah. Shit's fucked up. YouTube has uh, elements of it. Yeah. 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 yeah that, well, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you were on what? On the Louis show. You were on the Louis show. Well, yeah, one episode. What did you play? It, it was a really good guess. episode. I played an <laughs> old friend of his. Angry New Yorker? <laughs> no, 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 not, not angry, but like a, a cop. It, it, the story is like I play a cop who loses his gun during the episode. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it was a great, great episode, but it's disappeared. So yeah, you can't get that. Can't anyway. get it. It's like, it. it's like being in the Soviet Union getting bootleg like Beatles yeah. records or something. Yeah. But well, I, can't, I can't tell if... I can't see back there, so I don't know if our guy has come in at all. Well, but he was 8.15, not yet. Okay, not, good. Not yet. Well, okay. here's the thing. I want to get some of you all, give you an opportunity to ask questions, to jump in if you have interesting questions or observations. And by the way, here's a warning. <laughs> if you don't, you'll be brutalized. <laughs> it is, I'm no Jeff Ross. I'm going to try. There will be no refunds. You have to no. pick double. <laughs> so, and, and also just from our Miami experience, how many people are in Miami here? <laughs> That's right. Damn straight. Damn skippy, including Nick Gillespie. Um, so there's one rule that we didn't know that we didn't know that we needed to have last time. Don't take off your sweaty shirt and put it on Camille. Don't do that. Yeah. You can put it on me. I'm kind of a schlub here, but uh, but not. Yeah. Don't get it too close to Camille. Yeah. So, yeah, you do realize the conversations after these things, right? When you're wearing the cap home. <laughs> you imagine what those are like. It's like, they're mentally ill. <laughs> I don't... It's a collective mental illness that's going on there, and it's terrifying. So there's no mic running around the room, but apparently the we room is mic, I've been told. So we'll hear okay. drop you. Drop mics in there. So there won't be hand raising. I can't recognize you because I can't see you. I can... I can uh, raise a hand, someone. I can sort of see. And or not. <laughs> And you, the normal, you the normal no political speech. Loud. Questions. I haven't formulated my question, but I think was moving to San Francisco a good idea. Well here's here's the here's the truth. I didn't move to San Francisco proper. I moved to Marin County. Oh yeah. And Oh, the Christmas tree. Yeah. Hey. Yes. And, and was kind enough to invite me to dinner. I don't remember what was going on, but I, I couldn't go. Were you wearing your Black Lives Matter shirt? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, look, it was, I was only there for about a year and a month. Um, Marin County is beautiful. It's among the most beautiful places on earth. Living in Tiburon was wonderful because the dystopian horror wasteland of San Francisco is across the water, and most of the time it's, it's shrouded in fog, so you can't 
fucking see it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I will say this, and I mean, talking about like cities in decline and stuff, Michael, like one, the burglary shit, I witnessed that firsthand. I, I saw it regularly and it was super fucked up. Um, the second thing is, the weirdest thing about San Francisco is the driving through San Francisco and seeing all these cars that either have a sign in the window that says no valuables inside uh-huh. or look at this is like fiending for a drink. No, this is just for me. <laughs> two for two for Welch. Um, or they have plexiglass that they've used to replace an actual window, Damn. which in my mind, I just imagine, oh, this is because it's happened so frequently that you just put this in, which... I mean, that's super fucked up. So it was, it was a wonderful adventure in that I, I got to go live someplace beautiful for a year when I did not know when the pandemic would abate and what life would be like afterwards. Um, and being back on the East Coast now is it's nice because I'm closer to these assholes, but I, I, miss, I miss Tiburon all the time. You're far enough that it's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see you all the time. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah, follow up on San Francisco on Michael Schellenberger. Yeah. A book called yeah. San Francisco. Yes. Does he no. have a chance to win? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Mike, one, uh, Michael will definitely be on the podcast soon. Um, two, I think Michael, Michael will, maybe Michael would acknowledge that he's a, he's a long shot candidate. But San Francisco is a sufficiently interesting place and the politics there have been like kind of scrambled in like really interesting ways. And the fact that you have all of these disaffected Democrats that have gotten together and managed to dislodge the school board, gone after the district attorney there. They're a legitimate power center um, in the Bay Area. Um, and there's very serious money involved in those efforts as well. <laughs> yes, so Michael's, Michael's campaign, it may be a little bit of tilting windmills perhaps, um, but I don't think it is inconsequential. And I think it is definitely a barometer for where uh, San Francisco's politics are headed. So yeah. I think uh, Gavin Newsom is, um, especially now that Bill de Blasio is safely retired, Gavin Newsom is, is <laughs> although he's, he's trying to come back today, like he's, he's running for uh, Hey, what happened today? Uh, he decided that he said he's going to, he has an exploratory committee to run for the new Jared Nadler seat or like a oh New York God. 10. How many fucking things he's, do you have to lose? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to help us heal or something. Uh, but but to, since, I, <laughs> since he's gone, Gavin Newsom is the single most loathsome. Like, uh, you see him half a second, and he's dressed like this, and he's got that look, and you want to reach through whatever you have and just put your thumbs on his Adam's apple <laughs> and then listen to it. Um, sorry, was that a little, a little bit... Um, but anyways, uh, so I, I come with a lot of hatred for Gavin Newsom. Uh, the guy won the recall election that was about his poor performance during COVID. He won it by running against Donald Trump, who wasn't even the president. <laughs> and he got the exact same count that he did winning re-election. It was like 61%. So if he can do that, what do you think he can do to a guy who's interesting, but kind of a rando, but wrote a book called San Francisco? That's kind of a hard sell for people who like, I don't know, that sounds a little harsh. So I, I, I would love for him to do better. I don't, I don't think that he's perfect, and we'll get into it when we have him on the, on the program. Mm-hmm. But uh, my God, is he better than Gavin Newsom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back there, yes, please.
<laughs> How far is the campus police station from? <laughs> Just like a rough estimate. <laughs> Maybe that. Uh, no, you're, you're dealing with people, by the way, who are very, very skilled at taking offense, but they have no conception of what a joke is. That's the problem. Yes, it's not as they do. Yeah. Yes, you they do. So? Yeah, they do. They do. They choose to do this bullshit. So they, they do. We're, we're giving them two. Sound like the British they, Parliament they do, there. They yeah. do. Well, everybody knows the difference between a joke. They choose to do this bullshit. They choose to be offended. Of course. Yeah. I just think that also, if you told a joke that, that was great, these are the people who wouldn't be laughing, even if it wasn't offensive. I did a story uh, for the HBO show, the nightly show, in which I interviewed, I don't know if anyone saw this, I interviewed the college, um, they were doing, what the, how the fuck They're coordinators for, yeah, like, for getting uh, humor, uh, getting com- yeah, comedians on and it was college like, campuses. It was hilarious. It was so fucking crazy, and it was like the Khmer Rouge Academy in like, <laughs> Cambridge, Mass., and I went in, and I'm like, you know how you can tell? Like, you walk in, and you're like, that motherfucker's not funny. <laughs> He's just, like, <laughs> dour in, like, tattoos that are telling me things. Like, they're actually <laughs> explaining things to me. It's like, no, just have, like, a moon and a fucking dog or something. But it's just like, no, you know what happened in Chile in 1973? I'm like, I don't know, but I think your arm is going to tell me. This is going to be great. So I sat down with these people, and there's some of it in the piece. It's on, it's on, it's on YouTube. And it was literally the most bananas interaction I've ever had. And it just, it was one of those things where my jaw was open and the poor editor was like, I'm trying to find a cutaway where you're, you have my, your mouth closed. <laughs> like, literally like, your mouth closed. Cause you're like, and I don't realize I'm doing it. I'm just like, oh my God. And the, the best thing about this, and you appreciate this as a comic, they found so they can't find anyone, right? Cause they have to have somebody who's never done anything bad right I was like you know Gallagher and then I found he supported the tea party <laughs> true actually Gallagher was a big tea party supporter I don't know how I found this but I get bored and I'm on the internet uh, I don't work really but this um, I was, they were like looking and looking and looking and they couldn't find it. they found this one person and the day we were there someone came you know like I'm picturing like old saloon doors that they just like run through and they're like we got this print out and it was they found a joke it's a true story and we filmed this, too. They found a joke that the person had done about 10 years ago that might have been a little off. Mm. And it, it, it played with gay stereotypes, I think, was the, what they said. And uh, the person was canned. Wow. You know? I mean, there's a reason that Seinfeld says, I don't play colleges. Chris Rock says, I don't yeah. play colleges. There's no point. Why bother? Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's, I, I don't understand it. I, I don't, but I would love to come talk to those little motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That that actually seems like precisely the right impulse to me. Exactly. Like, just what what would I say to them? That's stupid. Or make a better argument. To just call bullshit consistently yeah, no, in you should totally all contexts. Which I kind of set that up. Oh, I'm so, down. Said, I'm down for Michael down over there. Hell yeah. Because you know when like people are afraid of spiders and they just like put them on their head because they have to like confront it. Yeah. You're the confrontation. Yeah, I think with they that, with that shit. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, I would for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have? Graduated or removed? Removed. <laughs> 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 All right. Because I get removed from campuses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Rappaport's statement is, in my experience, right. 
Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. No, they're like truffle pigs for offense. No, I know. They're sniffing it out. But I, my, my point my is, I think, I, think Michael's, I think Michael's right. But my point is they're also not funny. And I think um, I heard Colin Quinn say this one time that um, the people, this <laughs> is some bit he did, and it was like something in the Huffington Post. It was like, that, you know, you look at the author photo and that is the person of, who's adjudicating like what is funny. <laughs> and it's like some fucking lump who lives in like a, like in Bushwick with their like eight roommates who are all in bands and like you're just not funny like you're not the person who should be saying this you know so was that a question or oh, you, you, uh, yeah that was just an affirmation of Rappaport yeah <laughs> speed up have we I mean I certainly have not so much you carrying the whole thing on my shoulders. How's it been? You know, it's light work. It's light work. Yeah. yeah. Matt's Ringo. <laughs> they feel bad for him. He's cute. You know. Well, thank God we moved to Substack so Camille actually goes to the, uh, the subscriber podcast, so that's exciting for us. Yeah. Uh, sign a contract for that. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No, oh, no doubt. He's a basketball guy. Absolutely. All right, thank you. It wasn't about, it wasn't, yeah, 100%. I know it wasn't about that, but I think that might go a long way to squat Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Tom Brady for a long time, but, I, you know, I can appreciate how good he is. But yeah, but he's still dope. Yeah. You got a problem with Tom to Brady? Well, no, just as a fan. Just as a <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Yes, like, on the side. So many <laughs> Hold on, you're you're They're getting uh, restless. Oh, just okay, whatever. Go back over there. Not you. Jesus Christ! You interrupted this motherfucker for an Angels question. What is your question, sir? <laughs> Come on. Camille Foster, Camille Foster. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yo, let me let me ask you let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. Just real real quick down the line. Do you, do who do you think is going to win presidency in 2024? Just give me a name. Whoever the Democrats run. I'm sorry? I will I predict whoever the Democrats run. Whoever we'll it is, will win. Huh. Huh. Okay. Because I think Trump will win the Republican nomination and he won't win the presidency. You still think so? I do. Oh, yeah. I think he'll I'll bet, definitely. I'll, I'll bet you at least fifty dollars. A hundred percent on that too. What if they put up Hillary again? You 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 also have the that thing when Congress flips and oh. you have two years. Of what happens when you ask a politics question? Yeah. I mean, but I but but do you guys g- give me the answer? Like, I want to know who who you think. Who I think is going to win? Who's going to be president in twenty twenty four? I mean, there, there's an expectation that Joe Biden lives that long. <laughs> no. That is he alive now? Less and less likely. It's not going to happen. It was like totally weekend at Bernie's at that point. Like completely. No, I saw the speech that he made the other day. Yeah. It was like, it was really bad. So then Kamala Harris. It's not like it was a bad speech, whoever wrote it. It was very poorly delivered. Just yeah. yeah. I try to be generous to our elders. 
yeah. who make no sense. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know how to handicap it. I mean, we're watching we're watching these elections play out right now, and I don't know when I when we started tonight. I guess Doctor Oz was slightly ahead yeah. of the pack there. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Doctor Oz. We'll have to we'll have to see what happens. A lot as as we all know at this stage, a lot can happen in two years. Um, and I, on the Dr. Oz thing, and I think it was on NPR, for some reason I hate myself enough to just keep listening to it. I'm like, you know, like when you eat like a hot chip and you're like, ah, it's too hot and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. NPR for me. No. And I'm like, ah, I don't know why I'm doing this. So I was listening to it and um, they were talking about that endorsement. Yeah. Dr. Oz endorsement. And there's a um, far more MAGA candidate. Yes. Who might have some mental health issues herself? Uh, did not come out on top, but did get 24, 23 yeah. percent of the vote. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to do the Kremlinology and tea read, uh, leaf reading about why he would support Dr. Oz. And God, these people expended fucking five minutes on this back and forth. And I'm just like, can can someone in the back? raise their hand and say he was on TV. That's exactly right. It's really right, not, right, right. That's, yeah. it. that's it. Donald Trump has a foreign policy, doesn't uh, he? Who's he going to hire? John Bolton, the most <laughs> neocon, literally the most neocon person ever. Like Norman Potthurst was like, dude, fucking chill. And like they hired him and Trump's like, what the fuck is he doing? And I was like, oh, you just saw him on Fox. Right. Because he was always on Fox and they hired him. It's like, this stuff, Occam's razor always works here. It's always the dumb, silly thing that explains it. It's not some sort of 4D, 5D chess. Yeah. And it's I, getting less so. I think Trump's going to win. You think so? No. Take that back. I'm not saying I want to. I'm just telling you that I... As of today, I feel like he's going to win. I mean, I, we we talk a lot about like his his cultural and political influence, but Madison Cawthorn didn't win. Madison Cawthorn got the Trump endorsement late. Yeah, but he had a video of him fucking his cousin's head. <laughs> I, I, you say that like it's a bad I mean, thing. Which about the, the wheelchair dude? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he fucked himself up. That yeah. dude. Well, his cousin he, is who he was I mean, actually I mean, <laughs> in that context. But I, don't, I mean. Look, my first question, by the way, is like, was that during the wheelchair? I mean, these I are like, we're, this is we're talking we're talking about Donald Trump, and we're talking about a Donald Trump endorsed candidate. Donald yeah. Trump is, I mean, do you remember what it was like when he was running for office? The number of scandals he was embroiled in, the number Trump of things he was caught dude. saying in different contexts. The, the, the Madison dude. Well, I'm saying Donald Trump had all of the bad things happen, still managed to he, win. He's not he's not Madison. Yeah, Trump is a different different thing. The Motherfuckers don't give a fuck. I think he's going to win. The motherfuckers don't give a fuck. However, um, he can't win without independence. And independence peaked on him in November of 2016. And they've been underwater with him ever since. They're underwater like crazy with Joe Biden right now, too. Uh, which is which would be an interesting fact if it was just those two guys. Oh I kind of question that Biden, that America can live that long, let alone those two motherfuckers. Uh, I think we had a question that from someone crazy. who appears to be underage. <laughs> I will say the rest of that Cawthorn, the rest of the Cawthorn story though is that Republicans are also working against Donald Trump in, in greater numbers. I don't I don't see it. I'm 27. Okay, sure. Who said that? <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> I can't hear her. Louder, louder, louder. I see her. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ask you a question? 
Which I will then convey to my lawyer, where do you get those? <laughs> Brad Nolenberg? Brad Nolenberg. Okay. Reveal yourself, Brad Nolenberg. He's got it over there. I got a question. All right. We're going to court, by the way. <laughs> so we got, we got one over here. drink tonight. We're cool. We got one over here. I can't see but you, but you talk. Oh. oh. <laughs> I can't do. I can't. You're not allowed to do that anymore. But I do. Who's that for? What's the difference between Kamala Harris and Ted Cruz? That's for me. Yeah. Is that a punchline? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> Sorry about that. Why your category is illegitimate? <laughs> Read a, 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 a cut and paste yeah, a lot of Jacob Sullivan. What a dumb fucking job should be the name yeah. of the thing, and just see how people react to it. But that actually, I'm, I actually like that a lot. What? That's yeah. a great suggestion. Yeah, all the shit that we got wrong. Yeah. All great. the shit that we got wrong is good. Yeah. There's, I mean, because you see now we have enough space between you know early madness pandemic days and where we are now to do some form of reasonably accurate accounting. And there's not a lot of it going on. No. And there might be a reason why. Because, and look, I've never, on the podcast, we've never criticized, and in, in, in fact, been very careful not to, that we didn't know it was happening. No one knew it was happening. So when I would go to the store, and somebody looked like fucking John Wayne Gacy with the gloves. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, did, you ever, did you have that? All this oh, shit? yeah, I had it all. Oh, insane. And, uh, and uh, like, yeah, I get it. I get that. I mean, I went on a shoot, um, which kind of ties back to New York, at the beginning of the pandemic when no one else would go shoot. It's like I'm literally the sacrificial lamb at this point. They're like, we don't like him, so I might as well kill him. <laughs> um, and so I went out, and we were in the... Um, in the middle of Manhattan, there was nobody, like Monday Times Square. morning, nine, Times Square, like 9.30, and we were shooting there. Oh, and the goodness, one point, actually, yeah. about New York was all these people talking about the homeless back on the subway, homelessness. It's kind of like the camouflage was gone, because we didn't notice them before. Right. And right. now there was denuded of people. Good point. And they were lurching out like the fucking thriller video. <laughs> coming at you. And it was like, and there is, I, I swear on my life, please remind me, I will post this. I'm doing a stand-up, <laughs> doing a walk and talk to camera, and this guy doesn't remember that it's me every time I fuck it up and go back. And so he keeps asking me for money, and I'm like, you, I'm the guy you saw <laughs> five seconds ago. And it's like a COVID, like fucking gloves on, like a psycho. That's funny. And I stop, and I'm just like, shut fucking stop bothering me. So that I'll post that on the Substack if you <laughs> if you want to you want me to get sued. Uh, like Michael, there was a question for you at the top of that. Yeah. Oh, what happens? About, to you do right, that um, I don't know. Queen um, <laughs> Latifah's in the in the rock, uh, rock and jock Wait, explain, that, explain that. So so. In the 90s, before the official, and I'm going to make this quick, Celebrity All-Star Game, MTV would have their rock and jock basketball game oh, where yeah. it'd be actors and celebrities and playing in this sort of over-exaggerated basketball court. And for me, loving basketball, you know, that was like a, a fun thing to do. So, 
You know who's who's incredibly good at this, and which is a shocker, but he used to play in the celebrity, uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber can ball that kid. For, he can ball for Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit yeah. short. Yeah. But he's fast. Yes. He's got handles. Quick, quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, definitely. He's a Canadian YouTube star. <laughs> <laughs> and he always will be. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Wow. I just almost um, said the most disgusting thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, please. Uh, laughing my own jokes. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Thank Wait, you. Is this on Michael's? Is this on Michael's podcast? No, on Wendy Williams no, show. On Wendy Williams show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. I, I'm which is live TV. Which I'm always like, I can't believe they let a fucking lunatic yeah. <laughs> like myself. Can you not swear on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can swear. No, you can't swear. It's live TV. It's ten in the morning. That's like it's almost like getting somebody on who doesn't speak the language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How are you going to get through that? It, 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 you know what? For me, the, the 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 not cursing. Obviously, you know, I'm a trained professional and I I've, I've done it. But the, Don't laugh. the it makes me sharper. It makes me think a little bit sharper because a lot of times, you know, you lean on the oh fuck this, fuck that, but because I know. Yeah. It's not even that you can't. The cursing is the easier part. It's the saying something. That's cancelable. That's more in the back of my head. Mm. <laughs> the and cursing how, is, is easy. And how to stop, stop. suppress yeah, the look on your face when yeah. you know the joke. You need to tell me, because, you know, so we, like, we're just here by ourselves. What would have been a cancelable thing that you like, I got to hold back on? <laughs> you think I'll fall for this, by the way? So, so, so like, so, so when, when you're Apparently. in dangerous, ter- dangerous territory, if, like, we were doing something about the Met Gala, and I, and I can't remember who it was, yeah. And she looked ridiculous. <laughs> now, if Wendy Williams, a woman, a black woman, is insulting a woman's look, or she looks fucking stupid, or she looks like she stuffed herself into that dress, it's okay. But if a guy goes on morning television and goes, she looks, not that I, this is the laziest version, she looks like a fat pig, that's it. Right. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. bye bye, Louis C.K. Island, yeah. one way ticket. <laughs> well, you know, like you know what the variable is here, right? Because the Joan Rivers show I talked about, they had men doing that, but they were gay men doing it. The second they're like, you want to have sex with them, it's that's the cancelable thing. <laughs> I don't know but why. It, but isn't it the opposite? You well, don't actually want to have sex with that one. No, that you. I'm sorry. <laughs> T- time out. Should time out. I, I've been, I'm drinking now, so <laughs> please time out. Um, you should want to have sex with them. Oh, you should. Is the idea? Yeah. Oh, because it's ecumenical and right. like she's got a personality. Yeah. Like, What's the word you said? What's that word? Thing to do. Ecumenical. What is that? <laughs> That's a good fucking word, man. <laughs> what is it called? Ecumenical. Yeah, you get, like yeah. it's gonna be come up next week, like the ecumenical fucking cunt of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. He's rethinking this. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I need hands in the back. Who's got a hand in the back? Anyone in the back there? Yes, long hand in the back. 
Make it loud. Oh no. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, he's right next to me. Why aren't you quitting your day jobs and turning this shit into a fucking franchise? This. Huh. How, huh. Is, how is it not a franchise? <laughs> you mean like we had, like in, you mean like in a fast food, like we have other people do it in other states? Chick fil A. That's Actually, like, I like yeah, that. Like idea. a license holder. I like that. Idea. Less work. Because um, <laughs> we were just talking about Joe Biden's racist comment, like, what six seven years ago was that when I was with Nick um, <laughs> about the Dunkin Donuts and he's like all my Indians all Indians That's and right. like, that doesn't haunt him at all so maybe we can. I think do what that. you're trying to say is that Jesse and Katie should be paying us royalties, and I think yeah. that's. Uh, I think we're. I think we're fine with that. Yeah. Hey man, I never said cover bands weren't fucking fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I go to see that Beatles cover band. Like, well, that's, that's a lot <laughs> Th- like them. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Except for none of us are dead. <laughs> <laughs> back there, insistent wavy hand. No. Oh. Uh, and, so and, and I want to know if it's just like the New York culture that there's always going to be violence for the minority group that's hard to care, or is it there is just a development in the, the current status of how culture is progressing in terms of the. What happened What's, to you? What happened to you? Yeah. Uh, I, get, I get comments about Kung Fu, uh, the, the straight line items about like, the Chinese virus. My sister gets harassed in school in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite a Wait, so explain that. People actually come up to you like approach you on the subway in which you are doing nothing but listening to the fifth column (laughs) and says to you kung flu out of nowhere with no context and are are they all wearing MAGA hats or (laughs) (laughs) wow European tourists which country Huh. Well, I wish our Sounds friend horrible. was here who looks like he's not going to make it because we we've we done it fine. Yeah, right? I mean, it's yeah, 8.56, we, have so we got to wrap four, four minutes left. Oh, 8.56, yeah. shit. We, uh, yeah, we're going to be leaving real soon, people. Yeah, we're real soon. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, uh, uh, Colin Quinn, who was going to co- come by. I know, I know, I don't. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> and, and, he, and, and you know what? Well, he you know was, he was, was with Dave Chappelle. That's true. But um, <laughs> with him, <laughs> like, like Colin Quinn is his New York story. Uh, he's on the way. Okay, I know that you have a tough hard uh, out, right? We've got three minutes. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of lumbering slowly over here. Right? <laughs> right. We'll try, okay. but I want Colin to answer this because his um, his special New York story is one of the best fucking things on Netflix. It is absolutely brilliant. Mm. And his one man show that he used to do here at the Cherry Lane Theater. He's now doing another one. He can talk about, but. Um, it, the idea of the show is about race relations. It's not about the history of New York because the history of New York is about race relations. Is it about communities living cheek to jowl and figuring out how to do that? And often that's very ugly. So the, the, to the point of what Michael was saying that there is a long 
history of it, it might take a different kind of form now. And people might be there, usually other passengers, to be like, zoink, I'm filming this. And all of those feel like it's all over the place, too. Is that, is that Colin there? Colin Quinn! Yay! Ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? The man behind... What, did you, I was just talking about you when you came Thank God, because that? I don't want to be the guy that enters the fun party and his energy just ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was killing over here. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to come in. People are going, hey, it got weird. About <laughs> I was talking about New York Story, the best thing on Netflix. Um, and we're talking about New York. And uh, someone just asked a question back there about the violence oh. and the stuff that he's experienced on the subway and the continuity of that between now and the past. Is it worse now? Is it, you know, we just don't notice it? No. We film it more. It's not even one-tenth because and now it's like one homeless guy. In those days, you get on a train and it was like the crazy homicides, like 80 kids, the savage skulls, like 40 people. You know what I mean? And you could probably fight gangs? and probably beat a homeless guy. The savage skulls? When you, well, all these gangs, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the 70s. I'm older no, than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. Um, but I'm just saying, yeah, it was a, in those days, it was like... Honestly, there was groups, you know, it was a lot bigger than one homeless maniac, you know. Yeah. Uh, the be- I'm, I'm, I can't give away because I hope people watch the special. But the thing that people don't remember is mugger money. Oh, yeah. That was a thing uh, in New York City. Does anyone remember mugger money? Look at all you old motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain mother- mugger money. Well, they would say you better bring 20 bucks because if you don't have anything, the mugger's going to stamp. Oh, thank you. I'm not a diva. I'm just, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amber. Um, Took us 75 minutes, but go on. I'm like, New York is real street. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you so much. When you're from New York, what does it mean? Well, <laughs> the authenticity. Um, yeah. Yeah, you'd have, to have mug, you'd have to bring extra money because a mugger would take offense. You know, if you had nothing on you, you would, they would try to kill you. Did you spend COVID in New York the whole time? Yeah. How was it for you? It was, uh, I don't know, it was fine. I mean, <laughs> it's like anywhere else at, at a certain point. That's the problem in New York. I'm sure you guys have been discussing that, how it's almost like, you know what I mean? It feels like anywhere. Like if you want to hear a, a New York accent, you have, to, you have to either move to Florida <laughs> or to... Or watch Mike Rappaport's podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> we, we got two-thirds of the New York accent on stage. You, you, you know right what, yeah. Colin? You, you should speak because you, you don't remember this conversation, but I remember this conversation. How do you know I don't? Well, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was in passing, but I remember whatever the year was, the movie State of Grace yes. came out. We, I saw that, and I was very excited about acting and you know actors, and I saw it, and I think you had seen State of Grace, and we had a conversation. I was only... 20. I think that movie came out in 1990. Right, 1990. But it was in, in L.A. And you were, because I know you're from that neighborhood, Hell's Kitchen, and you grew up and you were taught. Just the difference between Hell's Kitchen and Times Square now to what you grew up with is well, got to be, I mean, specifically Hell's Kitchen, because that was a tough fucking neighborhood. Oh, yeah, but I'm not from Hell's Kitchen. You can be. Slope, I'm from right? Park Slope. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> bigger, bigger changes we're, there. We're the anti-Hell's but Kitchen. You knew, you knew um, some of the people. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of the people from there, sure. And uh, yeah, and I lived in, I lived there right. in the '80s. Yeah, right. so but you, I'm not from there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they get mad. You keep me in Hell's Kitchen. People, everyone claims Hell's Kitchen now. They don't like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All the kids are from there. But um, yeah. Well, Times Square, like I said in the show, the pimps were lined up like city bikes. 
There were pimps <laughs> all over the, the whole, you know how it was, there was, there were porn theaters all over the place, and who knows who was going in there, I don't, you know. Um, <laughs> but there were porn theaters, can you imagine every corner, come on, you know. Um, yeah, it was psychotic. And the Hell's Kitchen kids were right on the border of everything. They, they grew up Broadway show and hell, and pimps and all that stuff. So they really, they were like, when they were like 11 years old, they were like 25, 30 year like old people. Like tough fucking. And they were tough, too, yeah, sure. But, yeah. but they were also just wise beyond their years, you know? Yeah. There's a great documentary called Doing Time in Hell's Kitchen. You've seen that? It's literally a guy in 84, 85 who gets one of the original, like, shoulder mounted VHS cam- and he just points it out the window for oh. the entire year. And, like, everything is just fist fights and gunshots. And it gives you a great little glimpse at what that corner was like. Well, uh, if you want to bring on... I have a couple mom of, works on 42nd Street. I have a couple of friends at uh, From House Kitchen to give you an idea of what their neighbor was like. One of them was telling me a story once about him and his cousin and his brother ended up in a fight with Andre the Giant at some bar in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> and so, so French, I go to him. Right. Frenchman. Yeah. So I go to him. I go... Uh, I go, oh, they must have been buying you guys drinks for weeks after that. See, he goes, at that time, that wasn't even a big story compared to what every would happen every night. <laughs> he said it was like not even a big deal. He goes, years later, people were like, oh, yeah. He goes, at the time, it was so wild. Imagine that was just the another viral night. ability of getting into a bar fight with Andre the yeah. Giant now. Like, yeah. had the footage of that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. But, Colin, in the in the Comedians in Cars you do with Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, thankfully also... With uh, Mario Joyner, who's fucking hilarious, yes, so unfortunately funny. Uh, needs more attention. And he told an incredibly so funny, funny story. So funny yeah. about getting beaten up on a bus or a guy. No, about the guy. Oh, great story! One of the best great stories. Story. It has no point. It goes nowhere, but it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> and but when you were driving out from Tribeca, this is the first bit of this of this you know twenty minute thing, and you guys end up talking about what New York's become. And hipsters. Sure. There's the whole thing of the hipsters that you, they all kind of right. look the same sure. at this point. So when those people say New York has been destroyed, it's been gentrified, sure. Brooklyn's not what it was. I mean, you grew up in Park Slope. Sure. What do you make of that argument? Do you think it's just kind of sour grapes or stupid nostalgia for stuff when it was worse? Um, well, sour grapes and stupid nostalgia is my uh, it's medium. It's show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should go see it. It's great. I mean, you know, what do you mean? Like, who says it? Hipsters don't say that. No, I mean, there's a... a actually, now hipsters do say it. They're actually yeah, well, now the, the ones who gentrify are always complaining about I know, of course. That's always the way it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, but New York has changed. I mean, obviously it's changed. But, I mean, you know, everything's, you know, gets, eventually gets to the point where it's just, you know... I mean, Don't I told you I was going to ruin the energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called I said, it and I did it. I said, it. I'm like, there's a stand-up coming. He just can keep Guys. it going. Guys. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right. It was like, eh. Um, You're that tough crowd. I'm blaming show. the question. I'm blaming the question. Uh yeah, I mean, but I don't. people don't even say that anymore. I don't know what goes on. I don't even know what New York is anymore. I, I can't even identify it. What does it even mean? I don't know. It's like two blocks or it's like, you know. It's an idea, man. <laughs> I like like the seven train because it goes through like fifty-five different countries on its trip. You know what I mean? It starts Long Island City, Black American, then yeah. Lowry Street, a little bit of Irish still left. Then it's uh, well, way before Flushing, but you got to go Filipino, Colombian, 
Ecuadorian, uh, you know, Korean, East Elmhurst, then you got uh, Indian, then you got uh, Arabic, well, Arabic's on the other, and then, yeah, but it goes through like 50 countries. Yeah. That's the wildest shit in New York. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're allowed to delineate things by ethnicities anymore. By tra- <laughs> People get mad. People get mad. No, but I'm doing it by train stop. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's in the show. You should watch uh, yeah. on the show. I think I do something about you it. Do something about that show. But it is amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's things in that show that can resonate with New Yorkers of just the like moments, yeah. moments, just like sentences, like phrases of the old Korean man shucking peas at three in the morning. Right, like right, right. The bodega shift is such an important thing. Yes. It's like, you know, going, into, I'm like, I literally say, my daughter knows this phrase. I'm like, I don't know, it's a Korean bodega. They're not going to have what you want. And she <laughs> wants like Starburst and, you know, Skittles. And it's like, right. the Korean bodega is not going to have that. <laughs> Beyond the bok choy, it's like, you know, candies from Luxembourg. No one, <laughs> it's not like a thing, you know. But New York's changed. But is, is it just the same? You're not, you don't hate New New York? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed. Like, in the old days, it was more like, what I do hate is like, there used to be more interaction. But you could still get them going, like the guy behind the counter. They want a small talk. So that was really the big thing. You know, people have changed, but it's still, there's still, like I said, that's the thing about Queens, all these people from other countries, but they still have that neighborhood attitude. If you engage people, you can still find it. But it's not, yeah. In the old days, it was more common, but yeah, it's still got it. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with what he's saying with that. I yeah. mean, I, I think, you know, New York is, it's change is good, there's bad, you know. You could say, you know, oh, Times Square was this. It's not like, you know, Times Square was a fucking shithole. Yes. It was, yeah. you know, it wasn't like it was dope place to hang out. Like, you'd go down there <laughs> as a teenager. It was like going to like, you know, like a, like a war-torn country. You'd that's like, right. But I mean, Kosovo, you that's right. Know, th- th- this part of Manhattan you know, this is New York. You walk out of here, the energy that people thrive, the energy that people come from all over the world, you know, is is it's still here. It's still here, yeah. It's still changed. It's not as much, I don't think. Right. But I think, and New Yorkers, and the magic of New Yorkers, and bumping into somebody, and like, oh, where are you going? I'm walking uptown. I'll walk with you to 18th Street. That's New York, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, the smells, and the good, the bad, you know, the muggings, all that shit, it's yeah. all part of New York. Yeah, and if you put out... You, like if you decide to shut down, which I understand why people would want to, but if you decide to be like unfriendly, like if you're unfriendly in a store, then you're not going to experience New York as much. Hundred percent. You have to be loud, and you have to be like, "Hey," and I'm like, and you got to lift your head up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I, I, I mean, I, you know, you could say there was things that were better. There were better delis. You could right. Get more. You know, you could get more. The Germans. You, know, there you could get more. You know, sandwiches. There's, but they still exist. You know, it's just it's, yeah. it's different. You know, I mean that if you know, New York is still the best. It's still the best city. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Here, here. here, here. I don't, AOC talking about the chopped cheese. I don't buy. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I think the fo- I think we're getting close to time yeah, here, but, but I will say the one thing: the political change is kind of weird, right? In in the sense that I remember, and it started a long time ago. I remember the day after 9/11, I was in East Williamsburg, went into a bar, and you know, watching towers fall and the aftermath, and it's all 9/11. This is the, the mother day, of all French goodbyes. The next, by the it's way, it's, it's, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. No, I'm going to get to the desert when they catch the guy. It's a long story. <laughs> um, but there's. 
this woman who's just like some fucking dingbat. I, I can't say a place. I'm going to be there, get mad. From like Nebraska or something. And she's like, we went over to the bodega and said, we are on your side and we're sorry. And I knew these guys. They were funny guys. And I went over the next day and I was like, those girls come over and say sorry. And he's like, uh, yes, man. I, don't, I can't explain Coptic Christian. Uh, <laughs> Egyptian cop, cops. Followed by the most Islamophobic tribe I'd heard oh, yeah. in a public place. <laughs> the fucking guys, they're scumbags. And like, she was like, take my beads that I got at the sweating lodge or something. Right, right. So that changed New York a little bit. Sure. So fucking annoying. Yeah, there's definitely more touchiness, of course, the whole world. But I mean, yeah, that's yeah. definitely. Could you make tough crowd today? We couldn't make it then. They got rid of it. <laughs> Tough Crowd, if you don't know, is one of the greatest shows in the history of television. Fucking amazing. Go back and Patrice, watch it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, but and Patrice, yeah. Even back to Patrice and Greg Giraldo. Patrice, Giraldo, they couldn't, rest in peace. All yeah, so that Everybody's dead it. on that show, but it's, it's a yeah. great place to go back and watch them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dennis Leary getting... Uh, with Greg, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's a great show. But do you think with that content you could actually do that today? Pitch it to Comedy Central. How can you even ask me? Of course not. I don't even know. I because I don't. I don't. Definitely not. Like but that. you know TV. You know what goes on. Yeah, I do kind of. I was thinking Netflix would make. I that mean, today? I work in TV and they don't hire me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they pay oh. me, but they're like, "How about you go to do the thing?" Oh, really? The lo- yeah, but like, go to do the school board meeting. Well, we're we're <laughs> That's what I do. we're way over. <laughs> true, I'm yeah. confident that we need uh, to yeah, vacate the stage and vacate this particular. Building. All right, guys, um, we are uh, I, I do having drinks say, next door, right? Yes, we're having drinks next yeah. door. What's the name of the place? Three Sheets or something? No I don't know. It's Three close. Sheets. You can't miss it. Yeah. I want to say thank you to all of you and thank you to our remarkable guests. Thank you so much. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> and the legendary Colin Quinn, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Good night. We know a new method of attack. Trojan horse, the fifth column.